The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. <laughs> okay, that was a cold open. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the winemakers. I'm John Myers with Bart Hansen and Brian Casey this morning. And, and, and Enrique Tirado yes. from Concha y Toro, but specifically he's uh, the winemaker for Don Melchor, which, you know, if, if people aren't very familiar with Chilean brands, this is the... Uh, probably the most iconic uh, uh, wine brand coming out of Chile. And this Cabernet Sauvignon is, I think has been in the top 100 wines 10 times. He, um, I think for the 2018 vintage scored a hundred points. Yes. Um, So we're lucky enough to have him here on the podcast. Thank you, Joan, for uh, bringing him in and um, allowing us to- Welcome. Yeah, to have this and that was that and, was. And you, you know, we got to set the stage here. So, so um, podcast mascot Cash um, tried to jump up. If you've ever been here, tried to jump up on one of the theater seats in the uh, in the tasting house, and yeah. the theater seat did what it did. So um, it crashed. It, it well, crashed. they fold, so, and yeah. sometimes we lose small children in those seats. But I've never actually seen Cash try and get up there. Normally, he um, sneaks up on the couch over in the other room and tries to fall asleep. Actually, one night, he did get locked in here. He was so quiet that I left, locked up everything, set the alarm, and I think Joan finally came looking for him and heard him barking, and I had locked him in the taste room, which was one of my great fears, and I had told Jasmine not to do it, and then I was the one that ended up doing it. So, Well, welcome, Enrique, to Wet Sonoma. Thank you so much. Yes, hello, good morning to everyone. Thanks for this opportunity to to talk about Don Melchor, about uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from Chile, and more precisely from Puente Alto. Puente Alto is the appellation located. We are very close to the Andes Mountains, so we have a huge influence from from the Andes Mountains. So I'm so happy to be here. So thank you so much. Do you get this kind of weather done in? Yeah, but this it is great today. If you have rain, I think it's a good it's a good news. It is a good news. Oh, it, it has been around here, that's for sure. I mean, we've broken a years long drought pretty much last year, and this year is really making all of the reservoirs full. And obviously, you know, Bart, you're in the fields more than I am. So, how's it looking out there? Well, I, I mean, I, I you know, last year we were able to fill all of our ponds here. We'd been on probably a six or a good six year drought um, and kind of saw the effects of it, I think in the vineyards. And um, we are having starting off good this year and hopefully all of our, our um, uh, ponds will be full and reservoirs be full this year. We're on, we're a good, we're on a good um, uh, path. So um, a cold snap in general. I mean, this is right. I remember um, someone telling me about the iguana warnings in Florida. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that, that that certain times in Florida where they have iguanas, it gets so cold that they will fall out of the trees. Yeah. So that will actually you'll hear that on the news in the morning. If it's that cold, they'll say look out for falling iguanas. And I know that they just did that uh, the other day, said be careful for the iguanas. Enrique, so can just for our listeners, can you set the stage a little bit about where you are in Chile? I mean, you said close to the Andes Mountains. Can you give us an idea of like um, as far as where it falls in the country, um, the uh, elevation where the winery is, and then when you look up, What's the highest elevation that's affecting your weather? Yes, yes, because you know Chile is a long and narrow country, so we have different valleys from the north to the south. Right, and we are located in Maipo Valley. Uh, Maipo Valley is in the central area, uh, but more precisely in Puente Alto. Puente Alto is a small appellation uh, within Maipo Valley, and as I said, we are at the foot of the Andes mountain. So we have a huge influence from the Andes. 
in terms of soil, weather, everything. Uh, the vineyard is a single vineyard. We have uh, 127 hectares. Acres is about 314, 15. Um, so it's a single vineyard, mainly Cabernet Sauvignon. 90% in the vineyard we have Cabernet Sauvignon. And then we have Cabernet Franc, Merlot, and Petit Verdot. But the base is the Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it is a alluvial terrace. We are located on the north bank of the Maipo River. So it's a alluvial soil, poor soil, poor in terms of nutrients, a stony soil, rocky soil. Um, it is poor, but at the same time, it is a complex soil. It is not just stony and sandy soil. We have a lot of different elements, nutrients, um, and that is very important. At the end, we have a, a poor soil, but at the same time, it's a complex soil. And if you want to make a great Cabernet Sauvignon, you need this kind of soil. So it's alluvial terrace, uh, north bank of the Maipo River, at the foot of the Andes. So we have a huge influence every night cold wind blow down from the Andes and refresh this area at the foot of the Andes. So we have a great difference between day and night temperatures. You have the big diurnal shift. Yes, that's yeah. and that, you know, that is very important if you want to, to achieve nice and correct maturity, ripeness at the, at the end of the season. Because, so, because it, is, it is a warm valley, correct? Like during daytime temperatures is considered for Chile. Is it is it a warmer growing district no, it, or it is, is it cooler? It is not the warmer. Probably southern area is warmer than Puente Alto or Maipo Valley. Right. Um, it's a uh, warm, but as a maximum temperature we have in summer we have thirty. Sorry, again in Celsius, but eighty four yeah. uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah. So eight eighty four. So it's not the warmer, but it's, it's warm. But this specific area, Puente Alto, as we are beside the Maipo River in front of the canyon, so we receive a great influence from yeah. the from the Andes every night. Yeah. From a cold yeah cold wind blow down from the Andes every night and refresh this area. And as I said, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. The first vintage was nineteen eighty seven. For Don Melchor. For Don Melchor, yeah. Right. Don Melchor, yeah. Yeah, good, good question, yeah. Conchitoro, as a, as a winery, it was founded in 1883 by Melchor Conchitoro. The founder was Melchor Conchitoro. So in honor to uh, the founder, in 1987, uh, we created, no, we, because I, I started, I started the year 93 in the company and in charge of this wine since 97. I was in the team the year in 90, 95, 96, but in charge of the mature since uh, 1997. Um, so it is our iconic wine, our top wine uh, from Conchitoro. But in 2000. 19, we created uh, Viña Don Melchor, Don Melchor Winery, as an independent winery within Conchitoro Group. It's a, it's a part, it's a winery within Conchitoro Holding, mm -hmm. but since 2019, uh, it, it is a, an, an independent winery um, in Conchitoro Group. And what, so in, in the 1800s, what was the reason for starting a winery? Did did um, did they just sort of look around and say this would be a great place for grapes? And and how did the grapes get there? And how did they decide on Bordeaux varietals? Yeah, because yeah, it was uh, it is a good place, nice place for making red varieties, mainly red varieties. But also at that time, at that time uh, in this area we had red and white varieties but after many years today you know more we have more selection the specific area for some specific varieties so today maipo and puente alto is 90 red varieties wow. um, and mostly cabernet sauvignon cabernet sauvignon 90 yeah. yeah 
Puente Alto, this small appellation is uh, really small. We have um, more or less 800 acres. 90% um, Cabernet Sauvignon, and then Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Petit Verdot, and, and that's all. But the base is the Cabernet Sauvignon. This, this, the soil is, is, a, is a perfect soil for making Cabernet Sauvignon base. Rocky, poor soil, yeah. um, good drainage. I've seen some pictures and it sort of reminded me a little bit of, um, you know, it's got some sort of Chateau Neuf look to it, but it's a little like grayer, darker. Yeah. And it almost reminded me of what uh, Christophe Baron is doing um, up in Walla Walla. With, it's got some of those big rocks. But then you said you also have lime and clay. There Absolutely. As well. Yeah. We that was sort of part of your. You said what was 127 hectares you had there, but I think you've broken up that vineyard into 151 parcels or something. Yeah, that is very yeah, amazing because when I started 95 in the team, I remember at the end of 96, I went to the vineyard. Okay, I, I went many times, but one specific time, I remember that. I went to the vineyard and I, I saw the vineyard and I thought we must divide it. At that time, we had 30, 35 different blocks. Um, but uh, so we uh, we divided the vineyard. I I work, I, I draw the vineyard, and at the end, uh, we divided the vineyard according to the soil because it's the same soil origin. But as you said, we have more or less clay, more or less sand, more or less different nutrients. Uh, more or less water, amount of water in the soil. Uh, so according to the soil, according to the vineyard expression, and the most important, according to the wine expression, we subdivided the vineyard. And today uh, we have 151 small parcels. So all the vineyard management, the vinification is made according to that. The idea is each parcel has to the final blend, uh, different aromas, different flavors, different texture. One parcel adds more red fruit, floral note, delicate tannins. Another parcel adds more concentration, more tannins, more powerful wine. Another parcel adds more freshness, more energy. So, um, yeah, when you have that many parcels that you're fermenting, then at some point you're sitting down with all of those samples and then deciding what's going to be the final blend. You're correct? right. Yes. Yes. In summary, yeah. Sorry. In summary, I, 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 yeah. Go ahead. In summary, we have we during the vinification process we blend two parcels. So in summary, we have seventy to eighty tank fermentation, and then free run wine and pressed wine. When the vinification is done, uh, we have 150, 200 wines from the mature beer. And is that all just to make this one wine? Yes. And then we we taste. Okay, I, I taste every day. But harvest time for us, harvest time is April, mid-March to mm. end of April. So after when the vinification is done, all the process. Um, July, we spend one week tasting and looking the best, choosing the best wine, and we make just one wine from the mature vineyard. Always we have selection. We use, in the final blend, we, we use 60, 70%. The idea is to make the best wine, the best quality every year. Uh, so we can use the different parcel more or less from the different parcel in order to achieve to make the, the best quality every year. And not only the best quality, also the best personality, the best character, the best domelchor. To wine. express the terroir yeah, of the you, region. Perfect. Right? Thank and you. you have a beautiful terroir there. It's an, you know, this stunning photos right at the base of the Andes. It's yeah. beautiful. It, it is fantastic. Yes, it is really fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, so obviously this many years you're starting to learn which lots you can put together um do you do you find every year um that that generally certain sections of the vineyard um go into it or are there mm. some years where you have lots that you feel are going to make it and they just don't yes yes you're right yes some lots are consistently every year in the final blend 
and another um, some lot one year two years yes two years one year no so some lot are more consistent in the final wine so according to the weather in a warmer year cooler year normal year uh, we can use uh, northern southern east west Right. Uh, from it's a it's a single vineyard, but yeah. yeah, we can we can use. I when we make the blend the first day, I I taste a, as a blind tasting. Uh, always when you know ah this parcel or this wine right, comes from right. this parcel, so yeah. and it must be in the final that expectation. Blend because, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we put a lot of work in the vineyard, so. First day, I prefer to taste a sublime tasting. Okay, the the, the the variety, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, but try to make the best. And then the second day, uh, yeah, why this parcel this year we use in the final blend or why this parcel we are not going to use in the final blend? So, yeah, but in some area we have um, stony poor more stony soil some area we have um, more clay so it is very interesting because at the end my philosophy is to respect the natural expression try not to change because it, it is a mistake if i if i try to make the same wine from Shit, each yeah that, from right? each yeah. parcel right yeah. try to respect the the finesse in this parcel the the energy in another parcel the the expression the character the the different tannins different texture because at the end Dom Melchor express uh, a lot of different layers in terms of aromas flavors and this expression comes comes from the parcel concept and so go so ahead, um the initial blend is made th three months, four months after harvest. Um, and then how much time total will it spend in barrels? You're right. Yes, you're right. Because we, we made the, the final blend. We made three months after harvest. And then we spend the total barrel aging is about 14, 15, 15 months. Okay. In the last year, 15 months. Yeah. And we use French oak, 100% um, French oak, 70% new, 30% when used. And and how many cases is this bottling, or are the bottlings? Yes, um, more or less uh, 14, 15,000 cases. Yeah. 12, yeah. Wow. 12 bottles. And all of these vines originally came from Bordeaux? The old or, originally, yes. Okay. It's, yeah, it was... Uh, the budwood 150 yeah. years ago um so we have a uh, the cabernet sauvignon we have a muscle selection uh -huh. uh, rooted we don't use root stock and, and it's a muscle selection and also 15 yeah 15 years ago we created our own dom melchor muscle selection more specifically uh -huh. from from the vineyard from one particular uh, parcel and what was the when when did you guys decide that you were going to go from 100% Cabernet Sauvignon and that start including those other varieties yes at the, at the beginning the mature was 100% Cabernet Sauvignon and the first time that we added uh, Merlot was in 93 the year 93 I I remember I was in this tasting I was in the team but um, sorry, 95. The year 95, uh, we added 3% of Merlot. Then again, 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. And in 99, we added Cabernet Franc. Um, then in the last year, uh, we added Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Petit Verdot also. But always the base is the Cabernet Sauvignon. And, and the mature, it is a Cabernet Sauvignon expression. That, that's the idea. So over 90 95% uh, we use cabernet sauvignon but now you know it's not one cabernet sauvignon expression it's a yeah. we have a lot of different parcels layered so, layers so yeah. at the end in my opinion the melchor is a cabernet sauvignon blend yeah. um yes we can we can add some touch of merlot cabernet franc petit verdot but the idea is to increase 
the Cabernet Sauvignon expression. And yeah. for people that have had Bordeaux varietals, they're probably wondering, so I'll ask the question, why no Malbec? Yeah. Yeah, in Chile's, and in this particular area... Can I make a, a joke about Argentina here? <laughs> <laughs> well... But, but you know, if yeah. no disrespect, just have <laughs> no. But in this place, in this terroir, uh, Malbec is is not good, a good uh, terroir for Malbec for okay. making Malbec. Right. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is the king of varieties in this place, in this terroir. And then Cabernet Franc, also Petit Verdot are doing very well. Merlot is more one year, yes, one year, no, because uh, in a warmer uh, weather, in a warmer year, Merlot is difficult in this in this year, hmm. in this place, yeah. but it's, it's doing very well. So the idea is to make a wine that really express uh, the energy in one side, the, the, the red fruit, the floral notes, um, some mineral character like a graphite, like a ashes, ash, called ash. Um, so the, the, the red fruit, the Cabernet Sauvignon, the energy, and at the same time, the finesse, the balance, the harmony. We're yeah. very concerned about that. It's difficult to achieve both forces at the end, the energy and the finesse. But in in this terroir, I think we have a fantastic terroir um, for making Cabernet Sauvignon with this kind of balance, with this kind of uh, uh, yeah. You definitely harmony. get that like graphite mineral core to the wine. Yeah, without a doubt. And yeah. the aromatics are on it. You know, are just beautiful. Um, no, fine for me. Yeah, yeah. So how <laughs> old are taste. these vines in generally? Yes, the um, the the vineyard. 80% uh, it's an old vineyard. It is 40, 45 years old. Yeah. It was planted 150 years ago, but right. we replanted right. many times. Yeah. So the last, the, the old vineyard to the 80% of the vineyard, 40, 45 years old. Yeah. And legit. the new vineyard, it yeah. is uh, an average uh, 10 to 20 years old. Yeah. yeah. So we have. I mean, a, it's classic Cabernet. Um, not at all like you wouldn't say california no um uh but it, yeah it's Cooler just climate which is right up my alley right. right right um so can we talk about this wine is this the current vintage the 2020 it is it is on the okay. market yeah it is on the market um 2020 2020 was uh, was a very was a challenging year because it was warmer than normal and drier in 2020 we pick uh three four weeks earlier than normal wow and also we had uh, a smaller berry than normal and it was warmer as a as a maximum temperature because as a minimum temperature it was very close to normal so at the end um the at night was cool uh we picked earlier small berries smaller than normal berries so that situation allowed us to achieve, to maintain the red fruit, the energy, the, the freshness that you can yeah. see in this wine. Yeah. Um, so in the final blend, we have 92% Cabernet Sauvignon, 6% Cabernet Franc, one Merlot, one Petit Verdot. Um, in my opinion, as I said, the wine, the wine shows very clear the, um, this both uh, side, as I said, the energy and the finesse. Um, mm -hmm. You can see some special transparency in this wine. The wine shows immediately the full expression, the full aromas and, and flavors. Yeah. And you said 70% new oak? New oak, 70%. Yes. Which I, you know, I don't... No, that's I'm the not, beautiful thing about it is that you you don't feel like you're having a glass balanced. of Chateau 2 by 4. Right. Um, <laughs> so you're here in the United States. When did you arrive? I just arrived yesterday night at the end because the right. flight was delayed. So at the end, but yesterday night. And so, and so where are you off to? You have like any events you're doing, or are you just does he even to, know? <laughs> right? Do you even know? Should we ask your handlers? Yeah, we have a great uh, schedule with um, some clients and uh, yes, 
Yeah, but uh, all over the wine, country wine store. or just here in... No, just in California. Ah, awesome. uh, we are going to visit wine store, uh, wine, some restaurant, yeah. and also wine critics. So it's a, it's a full... Are you on your way to do a tasting with a critic to have the wine scored? No, no, no just no. for present just visit. The, the, the new vintage. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and so what other wines, obviously this is the focus on this trip, I, I imagine, but what other wines are you responsible for? I am focused on Dom Melchor. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and, and does Dom Melchor only make Cabernet? Only this one. One one. one, one. That's it. That's it. So yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a concept. It's a one winery, more than this, one history, one terroir, one wine. One team behind this wine. So, what do you drink when you're not working on your own wine? <laughs> I drink every day, Don yeah. Mature. <laughs> Where were you before Don Mature? Yeah, so I, before Don Mature, I, I was in charge for, so I've been working in Conchitoro for 30 years. It is my first and last uh, company, winery. Um, so, I was in charge for many wines from Conchitoro, like uh, Marques de Casa Concha, Terruño, Amelia, many, many wines. Yeah. But I am focused on the mature since 1997. Um, also, I was co-winemaker for Almaviva. I don't know if you know Almaviva. Almaviva is a joint venture mm -hmm. with, uh, with, between Conchitoro and Chotomuton Rothschild, like yeah. a Opus One here remember, in Napa. Yeah, right. Almaviva is uh, yeah. in Chile. Yeah. Um, it's a Bordeaux concept made in Puente Alto beside Don Melchor. And also, you know, we have uh, Conchitoro has a Bonterra here in California. Right. So, familiar with that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I remember they yeah, purchased yeah. it from. Bonterra, Fetzer and, and Bonterra. Yeah, today yeah. is Bonterra. Yeah. Um, but I'm not in involved in, in right. the winemaking process no it's one of my favorite Not brands <laughs> i i love what bonterra does here in the u.s they they make organically farmed absolutely. wines at an incredible price for people yeah. that drink wine every day absolutely yeah. fantastic wine yeah. and yes and yeah. yeah what percent of your sales are in the united states in dom melchor it is uh dom melchor we export to 60 70 different countries and the most important are the US, United States, United States, and Brazil and China. Hmm. And then oh. local market also, but we export to 70, 60%. Uh, uh, that global market is really interesting. Um, we've got some friends from France, the Rollets, Xavier and, and Nicole Rollet, who have a Rini Global, which is a fine wine think tank. And they're always talking about the Chinese market and how it's up and down Japan, Japan too. Um, it's very interesting because they seem to buy a tremendous amount of fine wines in China. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, yes. remember, I remember the last time I went to Opus One that we did the whole tour and, and we were talking to someone that said, if if we wanted to, we could sell every single bottle to China, but we keep some, and I don't know if they were talking serious, but they said, you know, China would take it all if, if we allowed them, but we have to have a presence here in the United States, in California, and in some other countries. Opus One. Huh? Yeah. Well, well, interesting grip. Yeah. Big. So can we talk about, let's talk about people that come to visit. I know Joan has, has um, been down to um, to Chile, but I've never, have you ever been to Chile? I, I haven't been to Chile. It's on my list. Yeah. Um, so the, so, the, the wineries of Chile are mind boggling. Yeah, please go, go to <laughs> Chile. Yes. It's a fantastic country. Uh, we have different north, south, east, yeah. west, the coastal range of the Andes side, the south of Chile is fantastic. The Atacama Desert is, is very special. Yeah. And in Don Melchor, we have uh, the original house and the vineyard. So we have a Don Melchor experience. So if you go to, we have a lot of tourists. So we have a Don Melchor experience. Um, and where do they come from? Where, what's, like, is it, is it a mostly from a particular, like from yeah, Europe most, or mostly from? mostly from Brazil. Huh. 
and then the US. Yeah. Um, Do Chilean nationals? Um, yeah, national. Yeah, from Chile. Yeah, but it's not the most. It's not ten, a real ten percent. Right. Yeah. 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 But I had no idea Brazil was such a presence in wine. You you just don't think of that. No. Yes. It's yeah. a, it's a very important market for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do you want with your beef, Bart? But a good cab, right? Right. right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, yeah. and you know me. That's where I came from. Specifically, was cab. You, yeah. You came from Brazil? No. <laughs> Cabs in Bordeaux. That's, that was always my fun. But Bart, how would you like to do that as a winemaker? You're responsible to make the best one single Cabernet that you can make every year. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> and and with a budget to support it, you know, absolutely, right? right? You know, 2020, it, 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 we just received, uh, not just, but two months ago, three months ago, we received a great recognition from Rob Report magazine yeah. as the best of the best wine from Chile. So yeah. it is, it is fantastic. It was when when I when we finished when I finished the the blend, I, I thought. It is good. It is one of the best, but the wine is getting was getting every day, every month more and more quality, more and more complexity. Yeah. So now it's, it's, it has a great expression complexity in my in my opinion. Yeah. So so, I mean, if you're just responsible for the one wine, what are you doing most of the year? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot of work be behind one wine, just one wine. Because I am in charge for all the technical side from the vineyard, um, winemaking process, and also today I am uh, CEO, also general manager of the Don Melchor Winery. So also the commercial side and the communication, and but I am very involved in the technical side. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to the vineyard every week, two or three times to the cellar. I taste during the harvest time. I taste every day. So I am very, yeah, I, I really like to make the wine to, to, to be involved in the, in the decision. Yeah. yeah. What is the retail price here in the United States for this wine? Here is uh, 150. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Chile is the, I think, the third largest importer into the United States behind France and Italy. And then is that true? Chilean, yeah. Chilean wine. Yeah. The U.S. is a very important market for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have different uh, different wines, different region, different origin, different yeah. price. Yeah. Yeah. But this well, has got to be at 150. It's it's definitely a fine wine category. But this has got to be one of the most expensive wines that we sell from Chile here in the United States, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. And so, do they normally send you out, or are you always the one that's out on the road doing the um, meeting people and doing tastings? Yes, yes, I, I yes, I spend a lot of time um, in the communication side. Yeah. Yeah. In tasting, um, meeting people and yeah, talking about the Dom Melchor because we have the wine, but we need, we must communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it is, it is very important. Yeah. So we had a lot of, uh, trip. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but, but I understand that is important because the United States wine market does not think of Chile when they look for fine wine, right? We probably think mainly about value, like very good wines at a, at a value. And, um, and, and we think of it as being more large producers. I mean, Concho Toro is a huge, huge one. So yes. you're, you're doing something special here. The wine speaks for itself. So yeah, you would have to spend some time telling the story. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That is very important. Yeah. yeah. What are your other markets? You said you had fifty or sixty countries that you export to. What's the second yes. most important? Yes. So, so the U.S., Brazil, uh, China, Singapore, and then anything in Europe? In Europe, yeah. UK, United States, United Kingdom, and yeah, it is it is very important. And then uh, in Central America. Um, Panama, Mexico, um, Argentina also. Yeah. And so what are you doing in your free time? 
<laughs> you a cyclist or you like swimming? What are you doing? I like sailing. Oh, nice. I love sailing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. it's uh, and yet you're in the mountains. Yeah, uh, I love in yeah in the Pac the Pacific Ocean is it's cold, but also in south of Chile we have a great lake, uh, so I, I love sailing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Beautiful wine. Beautiful wine. I would love to taste. Really a bit enjoying more. this. Yeah, I think the thing that strikes that's that strikes me most about this wine is, for me, it's the aromatics. Like, there's that definite like. Um, the definite graphite which is very yeah. um alluring yeah. and then the, the just the cabernet varietal um yeah also um yeah and don mature chose uh the red fruit from cabernet sauvignon um and also some floral notes and and then this kind of mineral character you know lots of the soil around here is volcanic um, being that you're in the Andes or right at the base, do you get volcanic soil at all? Uh, yes. Or we is have, this we, sand and silt from a river? Or I mean, where where it comes is down your, from yes, the Andes? Yes, right? yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Alluvial. At, at, at the end, all the soil that are uh, at the foot of the Andes, we have a long range Andes range, so it is a volcanic soil and okay. the material. All right. All yeah. right volcanic um then the yes at the end in so, chile mostly we have volcanic soil how is overall climate change affecting you down in the andes there yes in in Domelchur, as we are uh, very close to the andes in front of the canyon um it's true today in, in my opinion, in, in Don Melchor, 30 years ago, we have less extreme year. Today, in the last 10 years, probably we have this almost the same average temperatures, but we have cooler and warmer than in the past. Right. Also, we have in the last 10 years, we have normal year, but uh, 2020 was the warmer, the warmest year. Uh, the coolest year was 13, 2013. So 10 years ago was the coolest. So um, in the last 10 uh, years, yeah, we have more extreme uh, con weather condition. But as I said, uh, we have the Andes. The, the weather in Puente Alto, in Don Melchor Vineyard, the weather is moderate. Uh, by the it's Andes. kind of a microclimate there. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. you're talking about something millions of years that has affected yeah. that area. That climate change is like beating its head against the the wall there. Like, but uh, yeah, we we are we are concerned about that. We are we are looking. We are searching new vineyard management, new density, new uh, road direction. How how's the vineyard architecture in the future so we are have we, you been to sonoma before yes i've been yeah some time but um you know one of the things around here uh, that you talk about technology uh, now they're getting um you know tractors that are automatic and they trim and they mm. you know really close without damaging and, and it lowers uh well cost at some point anyway and it's a little more efficient but one of the things around here is organics and uh sustainable farming regenerative farming um how is that situation going yeah i totally agree with that we we use we use the different different uh, management we we use some traditional management uh, and also we use some um, organic biodynamic uh, we have a mix be between this uh, management in the vineyard and the cellar um, we try to in my opinion in my philosophy and in Don Melchor our philosophy is to uh, improve the life and the biodiversity in in the soil in the vineyard the seller and the team so we are very concerned about that the life and the biodiversity uh, from the beginning from the vineyard 
and all the process, all the vinification process. So um, we're very concerned about that. Is it as much of a movement uh, in your area as it is here? I think, yes. I think today in Chile it's, a, it's very common. It's, it's, a, it's a base. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. We need it. And so you have animals on property. You have planting biodiverse um, plants, insectary, things like that. Yes. Some of those yeah, biodynamic principles. We have, principles. We have uh, corridors, so we have uh, a lot of life and different animals in, in, the, in the vineyard. Yeah. And is so, anyone still living on the property? Not today. In okay. the past, yes. Yeah. But today, yeah, today, not today, yeah. And what kind of experience if people go down? What would they expect? Can because I think don't you do food and wine pairings? Um? Yes, we we have um, so we have a Dom Melchor uh, parcel tasting. So you can you can taste the different parcel. So from like deconstructed from yeah. the final product. Yes. Okay. So you, if you go to Dom Melchor and. Um, Don Melchor Winery, you can taste the different, some parcels, and then you can better understand how we make the final blend. So so I have a question about that. So are you actually doing some bottlings of the different parcels that you're using for tastings or maybe also just, selling? Just for, just for, for tasting. No. And, and are those like barrel samples or are they, um, I, and I'm just, because it's a great concept, um, and here you can do that if you go barrel tasting, but to actually be able to do it, you know, bottled products from the different sections. We, we just use for, for tasting. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, we keep two, three barrels separate yeah. from the final blend. Yeah. So we, we, we can use in, in this kind of tasting, yeah. in this kind of, uh, Dom Melchor experience. Yeah. So if you if you go to Dom Melchor, we are we can taste the different parcel. Yeah. We can make the final blend, yeah. and then also we have uh, food if you have dinner or lunch. Uh, also now we have a vertical tasting. You can taste some different uh, vintages vintages of Dom Melchor. As I yeah. said, the first the first one was uh, eighty seven, so you can taste eighty eight, and then the wow. rest. And, and and for our listeners who might be planning a trip down there, this is a lot of people would go to visit Santiago, right? And and it's easy to get there from Santiago. Yes, right? yeah, because at the end, uh, Don Melchor um, is located south of Santiago, yeah. so by car is uh, 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, so uh, it, it's not like you're it's not like you're going and going. Well, there's why would I be there, right? I mean, if you, or like having to take a Cessna from right, 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 right. Although you might want to do that also, because I'm I mean, sure, I'm sure it's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, flying along the Andes. Well, right. it's such a massive country and so untapped. I mean, it's so much wild land and yes, South it America. Is. Totally. It is, and and yes, and we have the Andes Mountain one one hour and a half, and the Pacific Ocean also one one hour and a half from yeah. Santiago. So yeah. you can visit. The Andes in, in winter time you can ski and then you can visit the the, the winery yeah. and, and then make it for the final surf of the day yes. if you really <laughs> want to drive. Right? Yeah, I think he said the water was a little cold, so bring your wetsuit. I yeah. mean, surfers are surfers. That's true. <laughs> They'll go anywhere. Go yeah. out to the Sonoma Coast. There's someone out there today. Right. So. Well, it sounds like you are in a constant search. Uh, for betterment out of all of these little blocks that you have and lots um, and every vine. It really, you know, you're approaching this as a, what's for the future of Don Mochor? The future, yeah. Every year is a new, it's a new year. That is my, every year we, 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 we need to, we must create a new Don Mochor. So every year is a new challenge. It's true. You have more, every year you have more experience. You have, you know, more about the soil, about the, this parcel, the vinification. But I try to to start every vintage again. Um, so every year is the our goal is to make the best domature, the best quality, because that is very important. When you when you open every single bottle of domature, 
the idea you can taste the best the best uh, wine from this particular vineyard from this particular terrace so i'm so focused on that every day um that's our goal any plans on maybe bottling that cab franc that you used in here as a blend um it's quite popular here we tried in the past but at the end it's a confusion so we are just one wine one vineyard yeah. one wine don't make sure the best of the best the best selection from the vineyard because as i yeah. said we don't use 100 percent from the vineyard we use 60 70 yeah. percent from the vineyard many winemakers around here have a passion project something that they're really excited about doing on the side have you ever had one of those passion projects you're making like Something. grappa at home, yeah. or you're <laughs> yes. making beer in your garage. Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> no, no. Um, we made in the past, we made the, the 2003, we made uh, a Dom we, we call liquor Dom as a port, port wine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is great. It's, we, we use in our internal uh, meeting or lunch or dinner uh, we we just produced uh, 800 810 bottles oh. wow. <laughs> so mostly employees and friends uh, are getting access to we, that we use yeah we use for our dinner or yeah uh, in in Conchidoro, in well i love this because i've always said that about opus one i said god i wish they would do like a like a Sauvignon Blanc Semillon blend or something just to have an alternative, but to be extremely focused on making the best one single wine yes. is amazing. And particularly, I love that you taste blind at first because I've sat at this table when we've done blending before and everything has labels. And so you see it's free run P1, you yeah. see the vineyard it's from, you see, so you automatically have kind of like a little um, preconceived bias, um, bias towards that. But I love that idea of, of just trying everything blind. And so every year it's going to be completely um, different uh, sources. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah, um, yeah when, when you are focused on just one wine, um, at the end you are very, how do you say, deep. You are deeper in many detail. Yeah. The parcel, this, this vine, you know very well the soil, the weather, the vineyard, yeah. each each parcel, each wine, each wine. So, laser uh, focused. Yeah, yeah. This is more. I don't know. I was looking at the Instagram feed. The lunch looks pretty good. Right. I think we need to see if um, the Pod Father will send us on a field trip. Maybe. There oh, you go. Down to Chile. Yeah. I'll yeah. go. You know. <laughs> with our. You've well, talked a lot about technology today. What's, I think you talked a lot about technology. Oh, he's mentioned that he's in charge of technology. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What What's coming up in, in down in Chile? Yes, we we you know in Conchitoro Group we have a research center. It's uh, in south of Chile. We have a high technology in in this uh, center. Uh, we have some relationship with Napa, with Bordeaux. Uh, so uh, what are those relationships in terms of uh studying some in, in terms of cabernet sauvignon in terms of origin in terms of vineyard management in terms of barrel aging everything okay. we are we are looking about that in the mature in terms of irrigation in terms of uh the 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 the, the vineyard architecture in terms of uh, the, the soil, the wine, the aging potential, that is very important also because the Melchor is a wine that you can drink right now, 2020 is very young, but also you can age for many years, 20, 30, 40 years or more. Today, if you taste the 87, 88, 89, are doing very well. So hmm. it's true, at the end, it's uh, art, but behind that, we have a lot of information, technology. But in my opinion, the most important, the final decision is make by your sense. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's nice to taste a, a 2020 vintage because 
around this particular area in California, we didn't have a lot of 2020 red wines, did we, guys? We had fires. Yeah. yeah. It happened early, early in the harvest, and so unfortunately, yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. get a lot of the 2020 reds. Yeah, yeah. But a handful yeah. of them were really good, because I still have some more to sell, guys. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the handful that were before the fires. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Do you have uh, any of those issues in your area? Yes, south of Chile, we had the year 17, but some particular areas, 17 and 2020 also in, in the south. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, today is not easy in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if people that are out there listening, I know, obviously, you have your Sarah and Joan sitting in the other room that are selling this wine, and it sounds like you don't make a lot of it. So, how does the average consumer get a hold of this wine if they're not eating out at a restaurant? Um, yeah, Bounty ah, Mark Pope's old place. Okay, so Bounty Hunter here in Napa, and then you said you met Joan. You mentioned that you were going over to see a friend of the podcast, um, Todd, over at Sonoma's Best, and he does. I think he has a website if peop, if he has some of the wines that he will actually doesn't he do that Bart will he send wines to people? I think it's pretty limited on what states he can okay. uh, ship to. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. De- Todd definitely has a Rolodex. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a great you were looking for a great Yeah. 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 Comments from the Peanut Gallery. <laughs> yeah no thank you thank you it's great yeah. yeah because a lot of people they want to get the wine but you know you don't a lot of us who are in the wine industry we don't want to pay the price that we have to pay in the restaurant we, we'd rather pay at a retail store where the markup isn't as high especially when you're talking about fine wines like and this. you so, know who who makes the money off of it you know it's, it's right. a very direct deal we right like local and I'm, I'm sure it's like that in chile too yeah all right, John. So I'm giving you, I'm putting you on the spot. So, so, so there, there are some places, um, you know, on a search, um, the wine is available. You can find it online at some places. Okay. Um, so find your local. And what's the retailer. pricing in general? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, here locally, but for our you, for our friends across the across the country, I mean, you it, know, it is available. And yeah, you know, California is a very important market for us because at the end, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a very important variety here. Yeah. So yeah. some people yeah. want to taste to taste some different Cabernet Sauvignon from different areas. So yeah. it is it is here. It is it's a very important market for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so uh, yeah, you can find it out there, folks. Um, uh, you might have to do a little search and get it shipped to you, but um, it is available. So yeah. get out there and try it. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, Get yeah. get Joan involved here since you since you were kind enough to bring Enrique for the show. It's really nice to see you. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to have you on the show. Really, yeah. um, I, I don't think we've spoken with any Chilean manufacturers before. This is really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. thank well, you. Well, it, it's fascinating because it's such. It, you know, it's a very different culture. It's very different. Um, seasons so yes. you know you know when he said harvest in april all right. of us were like what, <laughs> what? Uh, okay how's bud break doing you know? <laughs> yeah. it's just fascinating to see what kind of you know technology you use what you know the innovation and in, in, uh, and the terroir farming concept. yeah and the terroir so oh. uh and it, it, stunning views wow i mean your website is awesome very very nicely done so and, you know, I mean, quite frankly, uh, as the, you know, you are importing quite a bit into the U.S. And that's a very good thing. I'm I'm sure you're forecasting an increase in that through John <laughs> right here in town. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you. So let me know when you, when you go to Chile. Yeah. No, I've heard the list of the places that they're going today. And it's it's some of the best restaurants in in Napa and Sonoma. So yeah. they're going to have a good day. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. We, we should tag along. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'm kidding. But <laughs> I don't think they want that, John. No, you know. 
Yeah. Well, it's good to have cheerleaders. Right. <laughs> we'll leave it here behind the microphone. Yeah. Thank you. Enrique, thank you so much. Totally appreciate it. Welcome to Sonoma and um, welcome to Napa as well. And good luck. I uh, hope everything goes well today. And um, th thank you for turning me on to the wine. I think I had mentioned before we started the show that I had had Conchitoro wines before, but never associated the Don Melchor with, with Conchitoro. So now I know this is like... The, the flagship, it. right? This is yeah, like, this yeah. Is mothership. Right. Yeah. And yeah. please come back. Thank you. We'd Thank love you to so have much. you on, see yes. what the future is. Come back and do a tasting here. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Gentlemen, any shout outs today? Well, we're always interested in updates with Bart and what's going on with his tasting room because we have people that. I'm always want to I'm still um I, I've had people calling thank you very much for calling continue to call I I have started to reserve some dates for some people wow um but I'm still waking waiting for our friends at the California ABC um for a license transfer so shame on me for ever even like teasing it because I think I jinxed myself from the minute I teased that this was happening but um we're ready and it's um it's been fun you know I've been sitting up there using it as my office and um but do you have as much bureaucracy in wine and wine sales as we do here that's john myers who said that not me <laughs> not you okay. <laughs> don't take it that's, that's an independent um statement by him i mean we think of like france for a lot of regulation but is there a lot of regulation with what goes on in chile with the government getting involved in we have uh denomination do yeah uh, as a do and then our ava then yes. then yeah you, yeah. yeah that would compare to an ava yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. but it, but it's not like france where you can only grow no. certain varieties in no, certain no, no, places no, no, no. you could rip out all that cabernet and put in grenache if you wanted to uh, absolutely if you, <laughs> if you want you can buy a land you can you can produce as yeah. as you want yeah yeah but at the end the regulation, okay, we we have an origin regulation in terms of uh, varieties, in terms of uh, geographical uh, denomination. At the end, our most important regulation is the the, the client, the market. We, we we must produce the best from the different areas, from the different uh, origin. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, any other shout outs? I, I don't know exactly when this show is going to air, but well, no idea, quite frankly. <laughs> I, We've got a lot in the can. Though. I know 16600 <laughs> is going to be pouring at the um, at a jazz event that's coming up here in March um, in Sonoma, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, we're, you know, here for us, this is sort of the relaxing time where it's, yes. we've gotten done with harvest and we're starting to taste some of the barrel samples from 23. But then everything's going to sort of get put to bed. It's the weather's a little bit cooler, and so we get a little chance to catch up with family and watch football. And and um, <laughs> right. And Bart, no. I will ask you since Sam is not here to represent the uh, growing side, what is going on in the field? So, uh, what are the folks from Enterprise Vineyards doing, and your folks? I, I mean, they've pruned and yeah. So there's certainly some pruning going on. Um, you know, there are some places that do pre-pruning where they send it in through a crew and just kind of cut off the real long stuff. So you see a little bit of that, but there's also been some specific pruning started. Um, you know, uh, cover crops are starting to grow. Um, mustards um, officially yes, here. Um, oh, our, friend, no. our friend Todd, <laughs> uh, Todd was the first one I saw on social media out there. Here we go. And, and I'm like, oh, Todd, you've lowered yourself to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Enrique, we plant so, the mustard out and here, I, and then people will just pull off the side of the road it. and it just take pictures because it gets really high. Mm. So they, then they bring the kids. And so everything yes. you see on social media is the kids running around in the mustard. So it's become a joke around here. Um, so th that sort of stuff's going on, you know, if um, if there's not uh, if there's not cover crop or grass growing between your vines, you might be using too much herbicide. Um, uh, what else is going on? That's about it. You know, I mean, I think it's a quiet time. As well, it should be. and obviously everything is getting really well 
water. Yeah, I, you know, I actually did talk to a couple of growers the other day that both said that what they'd like is they're loving the rain, but they wish there was a little bit of time in between the storms because they'd like to get out there and there is things to do. Yeah. And if it just wasn't so wet. I think and some of fun. that is you have to be out there, you know, uh, constantly watching to make sure your swaddles are all, you know, um, holding back uh, any uh, any any silt or whatever um you have to make sure that you know what the water that's coming off your vineyard should be clear or very very clear so you know we're worried about runoff this time of year erosion especially on these mountain vineyards up on the mountain well i think we have four or five uh, sunny days coming up in in a row here that would be amazing and then some some a little more rain but uh, looking forward to those sunny days it's it makes such a difference you know, you wake up in the morning and see sun. It's like, okay, I'll, I'm ready to get out Let's of bed. Let's get out. Yeah. So. Right. Enrique, thank you so very much for coming. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. Pleasure. Thank yeah. you. My pleasure. Yeah, see you. The wine see beautiful. you soon. See you next yeah. time. John, I was gonna. That's why yeah, I was gonna put you on the spot and say, not. <laughs> say uh, one to ten. What John or Cabernet drinker oh, yes, yes, rating yes, this yes, wine? Yes, yes. Um, this is I'm an excellent wine. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. <laughs> I thought you. I grew up on Bordeaux and. That was my wine until I met uh, Brian. And I would go into, well, our, our local restaurant that's Roan only. Um, I would go in there and Brian would help me expand my palate. I'll just say that. You know, I, I love Sauvignon Blancs and lighter crisp whites. Um, not a big Chardonnay fan. Mm-hmm. But my red tastes, you know, I've... I've love Grenache and the blends, especially oh. GSM blends. Uh, but my favorite has always been Bordeaux he's, blends. He's the Cabernet Cab, King Cab, here. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> cheers. Much appreciated the tasting. So, All right, Thank everybody. You. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Thank you.